You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from Your Story Travel Company, Gina and Sarah. This is episode 538, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news. As you know, we are always trying to bring you the most up-to-date information coming out of Disney. So if you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help you. Just email them at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. This week, there has been, I don't know about you guys, I know we usually look on the internet for our news, but I've found since I started watching all these YouTube videos, I don't know how that's going to work when school starts, but I get a lot of information for the YouTube videos. And so a lot of good information came this week and they were able to recap the resort reopenings or non-reopenings. So Port of Orleans, All-Star Resorts and the Wilderness Lodge aren't opening and they don't have any dates. They had originally said mid-July, but there's no opening dates being announced for them at this point. The Polynesian Resort was slated to be open August the 12th, but is now going to be open on October 4th. Art of Animation Resort was also supposed to be opening on August 12th, but it's set to be open on November 1st. Disney's Beach Club was supposed to open on August 24th, but it is now listed as closed until further notice, as well as the Boardwalk was set to open October 1st, but now it is listed as until further notice, which I thought was really odd, and I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I wonder what the thinking is behind when which resort is going to open. Is it all based on how many people are actually booking trips and coming? And maybe it's, you know, we don't have anyone to fill this space. So therefore, there's no need to open this resort. And then my second thought would be that is that a sign that things are just going to stay as is for a long while to come? Maybe it's partly transportation, too, you know, because they don't have a lot going. I mean, because they have to clean so much. That might be part of it. I mean, I thought for sure with the ones that are closer to the park that they would be reopening them sooner than later, but obviously not. Well, I just thought it was interesting. And the other thing that the reporter said was, um, and Steph and I have talked about this. I don't know if you guys were on when we were talking about it, and that is, at the beginning when we were rescheduling things and people if people were at a value resort and they were moving to an upper resort disney sometimes just assumed they were going to pay the up up charge there were sometimes depending on which cast member you got that they were allowing that but it was the lady said there was no plan it was like willy-nilly and so there was nothing written in stone so like gina's person got moved to animal kingdom and upgraded but my person when we called they were making sure that it was a moderate again. And so it had to have been the cast member, but now apparently all of the moves that they knew about when they were doing this uh, report was Disney's taking it, biting the bullet and upgrading the people to these resorts if there's not room at the resort that they're staying. 
So well, you would think oh. that would have to happen if they're forcing you to make the move, then it's their dime, right? Not right. yours. It should be. That's what we thought before, but mm -hmm. um, because. I know that they're happy and, and they've had a wonderful trip. I can't wait to hear the rest of it from them and do a trip report with the clients that I had. But they were originally at that brand new tower at Caribbean and went, I mean, excuse me, at Coronado. And they went from there to Key West and then our Port of Orleans. And then that one wasn't open. So then they moved them to Caribbean Beach, which is nice, but not still not a brand new room that was on the top floor with the king size bed so it's neither here nor there but i just thought that was really interesting that that's happening and i'm wondering if it has something to do with the fact also that disneyland has no dates and so they're going to keep the numbers down and keep I mean, it that it makes, way it makes sense for them to not open all resorts because each time they open a resort that's a ton of staffing they have to do so they can cut down on their staffing if they keep the resorts closed. It's just frustrating with them keeping some of those value resorts closed and not giving any sort of open date. That means that we can't book anything for our clients for even 2021. So I have so many clients who are holding off, hoping that they can book a Disney trip, but they want a value resort and they aren't open. And I, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I can't give you anything. I can't. I can't just say I hope they're going to be open in in August because I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think too about all the people employed at these resorts from, you know, all the the staff and the restaurants and um, lifeguards at the pools and all of the different types of jobs that they have, you know, that they're providing and all those people are out of work. It's just That's got to be tough. Yeah. We'll continue on with the exciting news that we got coming out of Disney World. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like news slash rumors slash everything all mixed up. It's just a bunch of crazy happening over at Disney World. You know what? So, I'm checking it up to 2020. <laughs> right, right. It's exactly Everyone funny. get out your bingo card and see if this was on it. <laughs> We've had a lot of issues since Disney World opened. We have the people mover that has been closed and I guess there were some magnetic pieces um, that now have to be replaced and then we have that boat sink at Splash Mountain and we also had they had to drain the water everything happened so then we also have the carousel of progress it was down two weeks before that we had Jose from the uh, three caballeros that had issues and the thing is is it's not like People, some people said, oh, well, maybe it's just because they they weren't running them for four months while Disney was closed, but that's not the case. Disney had to regularly run all of those rides for maintenance and safety issues. So they had to do that. Everything was working until they reopened. Um, so you would think that they would have gotten some of that maintenance done when everything was closed if they knew it had to be done while nobody was there and it wasn't affecting anybody's trip. Um, but they didn't. So all with all of this going on, we also found out that Disney's third quarter financial report shows that they were down $2 billion from this time last year. That's huge. So then the rumor is that Disney might choose to not fix everything since they have that huge loss. They might 
not have the money for it. So they might just keep all of the things not running. Um, and I guess just kind of the conversation we could have is, is that fair for them to expect us to pay the exact same price on our tickets when they have so many rides down and they keep canceling so many so many events, so many um, attractions, everything's canceled, things aren't open, hours are shifting at parks, and yet we're still expecting to pay the exact same price. So they're having financial issues, but we're being asked to pay for it. It's like, when is enough enough, you know? Someone's gonna start thinking that they're not getting their money's worth, and is it is it worth it? I right. mean, I, I think about our last trip and all the things we did, and I would say at least a third of what we did between fireworks shows, dessert parties, um, some other ticketed events, and just things that you would do in the park that you can't do right now, uh, they're not happening. And is it worth it? That's the question that you're gonna have to ask yourself, right? Right. Well, and especially for someone that this is their first time going. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would if, if I had never been and never been on these things, I would have a hard time paying the price that they're asking for and not getting the whole experience. I just keep waiting for them to say they are going to provide some sort of a discount. Like every time they take a little bit more away from your current trip, I'm like, well, okay, well, where's the discount? When are you going to say, and because of this, we're going to lower the price, but they haven't. Well, and I think they're probably thinking, especially with some of these ones that they have transferred to the bigger resorts, like my client, that this is why they're not giving a discount because they're right. upgrading them to something so big that they don't need a discount. But not everybody got that. Right, right. exactly. So crazy. I hope they do fix up. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> right. I hope the rides get fixed. It would be nice. I, that feels un-Disney-like to me to just leave something not working like that. But Gina um, and I have talked about this and we were worried about the new CEO and I just feel like, and I realize it's not his fault that, that a pandemic happened, but there's been a lot of things that happened since he took over and mm -hmm. I'm not sure I like about, I like his administrative acts. I'm trying to give him the break because Nick told <laughs> us to try to, you know, he was going to be this amazing leader. Right. But, I'm not impressed so far. Yeah, me either. Yeah. And that, you know, leading into Disney's, Disney World's 50th anniversary, you would think right. that they would be putting a lot of effort and money and time into making sure the park is in tip top shape. But I wish they would have spent their money fixing those, those rides instead of painting the castle again. Right. It didn't yeah. really need painted, I didn't think. Yeah. No. And I agree. I know some people are saying it looks like Sleeping Beauty Castle. I don't know if it looks like Sleeping Beauty Castle, but it does not look like Cinderella's castle any longer. Right. Right. I'm not a big fan of the pink, honestly. I'm not. It's really bright. And the blues are super bright as well. And I know that's <laughs> yeah. because they're thinking it's going to tone down from sunshine, but whew, mm -hmm. you need sunglasses. <laughs> Gina's got a funny story for us. Yeah, well, I, don't know. I, I don't know if it's fun. Well, it is because the people weren't hurt. 
I think it's hilarious. I mean, because I saw it come across my screen and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, one of those things. It's been an absolute nutty past couple weeks at Disney World. Um, the last last week, a car actually took a wrong turn at Disney's Wilderness Lodge and tried to drive down the stairs that lead the guests from the entry of the resort to the parking lot. It didn't get very far before it got stuck. Um, guests were actually tweeting and taking pictures and putting them on Instagram of this white compact car on the stairs. It is it's unknown if the guest um, thought it was a ramp or in you know something else instead of stairs um, but nobody was hurt and the car was removed without any more incidents <laughs> I have minimal damage I just wondered they didn't say this and I know that this that might be being judgmental on my part but I wondered if it was an older person <laughs> the same thing or like they're or even the accelerator got stuck or something right you know? well or i gotta tell you i could see my dad doing this if he somebody was because there was somebody in front of where he was like if that person had been sitting there for a long time and he couldn't get through and he thought why well, you just go down go this way <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna go down here it'll be totally fine because my dad you know he did a lot of stubborn things in his lifetime and so i could totally think yeah, I think I could do these stairs. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that um, actually, and my son sent it to me and my brother sent it. They're like, you guys definitely got to talk about this on the podcast. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and I think you and I text back and forth about it yes. too. <laughs> well, it was funny. So embarrassing. Imagine being that person. Like, how embarrassing is that? I wonder if there's any chance it could have been a medical event too. Right, um, that could have happened. Like I've been in the car with someone who had a medical event and they were the driver and I was the passenger. We were on the highway and they drove off the road and went down this embankment on, like we were driving down the road, went down an embankment and ended up on the on-ramp, came back onto the interstate and managed not to um, crash into anything or anyone. I'm sure everyone around us thought that it was my mother, by the way, but I, someone, you know, they might have thought she was intoxicated or something was going on. I ended up having to pull the steering wheel and try to control it and slow down the car myself. And I was in high school, so. How scary. Wow. Yes, Ooh. but I mean, that is something too. It could have been a medical event and you just don't know. I don't, they haven't really released any more details that I know of, so. No, I, I didn't see any updates. And they probably are just embarrassed for them at this point. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. yeah. I would be. For sure. So then another thing that happened was the rise of the resistance had some technical difficulties last week and left some of the diehard Star Wars fans sad because they were not able to write it. Um, there's no word on what happened or why it happened or anything. Add it to the list of technical issues, huh? <laughs> I know. That one might be a little bit. I'm telling you. <laughs> that one might be a little harder to swallow than, you know, some of the other rides. The right. curse of 2020. Before. I'm telling you. Shirts I, that say I, that. The curse I of 2020. Of <laughs> yeah, you, uh, for the listeners that don't know, uh, Gina's husband races cars and flipped his car and was a miracle, honestly. 
God has a purpose for him because he ordinarily somebody would have died the way the car was smashed on his side and Gina was trying to get to him and then her her leg they thought it was broken um it turns out it's not broken thank goodness uh but she does have to have surgery because she tore her what did you tear my achilles tendon yes achilles tendon so um yeah 2020 not been a good year for a lot of people (laughs) so i i hate to continue with the (laughs) I know it was a lot of sadness. I'm telling you, it just keeps continuing. But here's another one for you. Um, Wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm sorry if you're a huge fan of It's a Small World, but this past weekend, it was running without the famous song that gets stuck in your head. All that could be heard was the water as the boat floated by the animatronics. We oh. haven't gotten any word if Disney has a time frame as to when the music will be up and running. But the Carousel of Progress's audio also went down last week, and last we checked, it was still down. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they'll have to close down all the parks again to fix everything. I think that they should have cast members ride and start a sing-along. Everybody <laughs> knows that song. That would be so fun. But at that least it's be better than getting stuck on it and it continuing to play <laughs> in your head. Because the first time we ever went to Disney, that happened to us. We got stuck on it. Oh, no. I remember a few years ago, this is... I'm trying to think about something similar that might have happened to me because whenever I've ridden it's Small World, the music has always been playing. Um, we were watching a football game a few years ago and something was wrong with the audio. So you couldn't hear any of the um, commentary from the sports announcers and all you could see was the players and you could hear their the sounds they were making. But we really enjoyed watching the football game without the commentary. And I wonder what it would be like to ride. Would that be the same? Would you like it better without the song? And you could just admire the costumes on the animatronics and think about that? Or would it just be completely weird? Good thoughts. I, I, would, I need the song. <laughs> I need that annoying song going over and over. If I was on that ride, though, I'm not kidding you. I'd start to sing along. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. I you just got the voice for it, Vicky. I just thought you would need it. It just needs it. I feel like it makes the ride. Who knows? I That would be a good idea, though. They should offer it. Okay, it's playing the music this time. Okay, no music this time. <laughs> sing! <laughs> if you want to have a sing-along, get in this line. That's too funny. So I know we've talked about this before, but when Disney hot ticket items come out, We really feel like Disney needs to put a cap on how many guests can buy of each item. Earlier last week, Norway Ears came out and the store was sold out in about an hour. At the end of last week, Haunted Mansion Ears came out again and they sold out. It seems people are trying to make a buck when they go into the stores and purchase a large large amount of ears that they're most likely going to resell on eBay. We saw this when the Magic Kingdom first reopened with people buying up all of the Splash Mountain merch. So what do you all think about this? I think I agree. I think they should put a cap on it. 
I mean, in fact, I actually just sent Vicky the uh, screenshot of the, the uh, Haunted Mansioneers. I, I want a pair. But, you know, like you said, people can be greedy about it and they want to make a quick buck. So they post yeah. it on eBay and jack up a price. Anyone who does price, price gouging, it's just wrong. It makes me so mad. I just don't understand. Where are these people that are paying $50 for those ears? $30 for those ears. You know, I do it because it's Disney. But I wouldn't pay a stranger $50. No, no. no. I would buy it directly from Disney. You're right. So I just, I don't get people why they would do that. But obviously there's a market for it because this is the third thing that I saw. And the other one, of course, we just, she just talked about was the Splash Mountain when the people had to rent, it was either three or four strollers just to buy all the, to put all the merchandise in that they bought from the Splash Mountain store, which if you guys didn't learn this week is now closed and there is no word if whether or not it's going to reopen. Oh no. They were saying that they thought that they would just keep refilling the demand because Disney obviously didn't have the money to do the refurb right now because they're $2 billion down from where they were. But it seems like if they're going to close that store down, maybe they are going to shut it down. I, I just, it's everything's so unsure net right now. Again, we're going to chalk it up to 2020 at this point because it's just kind of bizarre. Gina, you can buy the Haunted Mansion earbands on Shop Disney for $29.99. Maybe I should make my husband buy them for me since <laughs> it's, it's his fault I have to have surgery. You see, they there do have go. the limits on the, on the Disney website, so it says the item is limited to 10 per guest. 10? I just don't think it should oh, have like, like two or something. Yeah. I thought Kaylee said, she had said, Mom, I thought there was a cap on things, but 10 seems ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's only on the, well, maybe only on the website. But, but why 10? I mean, I don't know. Because like when we're in the pandemic, they would only let you get two of something, you know, right. so maybe yeah, it's two. It's tough to feed my kids when they're, I'm limited to buying two boxes of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Or two packages of some kind of meat, whether it be chicken or hamburger. Yeah. I feel like that's gotten better, though. I can buy all the mac and cheese I need now. I mean, well, it could change, but I'm used to buying five (laughs) pounds of hamburger at a time. And I remember they're like, oh, no, ma'am, sorry. Until the pandemic's over, we can only sell you three pounds of hamburger. And I was like, what? Okay. Well, we just got Khan's hot dogs back. Oh my and gosh. Let me tell you, my family will not eat anything but Khan's hot dogs. And for weeks, we haven't had any because they quit making them during, you know, all of this to concentrate on other things. And now, finally, they started making them again. It's a happy day back at everybody's house. So, I have more happy news for you guys. <laughs> Last week, a brawl broke out at the Disneyland area hotel, uh, Cambria Hotel and Suites. It's a pretty new hotel to the Disneyland area. And according to the news, there was a fight that happened on August the 5th, last Wednesday. It involved 60 to 100 people, according Whoa. to what the 40s. I know, is that crazy? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So two people were arrested and several others were treated for minor injuries. And two of the victims suffered stab wounds. <laughs> Everyone that was involved is believed to be staying at the hotel. And the witnesses on the scene reported that 
um, the event had escalated from something, a poolside confrontation that broke out between 11 year old that pushed his cousin in a playful way. And the cousin reportedly fell into a group of nearby kids, accidentally kicked somebody else off. And it was the incident that prompted this entire fight. Oh Lord. So from there, they said that it just escalated quickly. And by the time the police arrived, the brawl had moved into the hotel lobby. And when the officers um, arrived, they met with 40 people fighting outside and there were 50 or to 60 guests inside fighting. It was men, women, adults, and juveniles. And the officer said it sounded like people had broomsticks and whatever objects they could find in the hotel. And the hotel was on lockdown. The hotel was on lockdown while the officers continued to sweep the building to see if there are other need others in need of medical help. Wow. Isn't what that is crazy? wrong with people? I know. That's just awful. It was an and, and you know they weren't social distancing either. And I thought it was we were supposed to have groups of ten or less. Yeah, I that thought it was sounds a- like back in twenty nineteen. I do find that interesting. You're right, Gina, because California's been much stricter about their rules of 10 or less and mm-hmm. all that. So that should have been a violation in itself. Mm-hmm. There should have been more arrests for sure. <laughs> Maybe Definitely. so. That is insane. I know. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. This news really is kind of sad this week. I just... <laughs> it's sad, it's the happiest place. Too. Yes, this is true. <laughs> This is just kind of an update, so it's not a Debbie Downer thing, but Disney's taking another uh, safety protocol, another safety measure. So this week, they're going to also do temperature checks before entering um, a restaurant if you have a table reservation. So you obviously have to get checked um, when going into the parks and everything, but they're going to make you get another temperature check before going into the restaurant. Um so it's just an extra precaution. Um, you never know throughout the day when you could spike a fever. So something safe, uh, but just know that when you're going in, it's not its not just go in and um, scan your phone and go directly to your table. There will be somebody taking your temperature now. I like that though. Steph, you can relate to this for sure. How many times do people give their kid Tylenol in the morning and then... And I'm just going three hours. Yeah. Then three hours later, there's they've got a fever and they're like, oh, I had a fever last night. So I think this was smart on their part. I agree. Sorry, I'm one of those parents. (laughs) (laughs) You're homeschooling this year. It's all good. You're doing virtual. It's all good. You can you can send your kids to school with a fever every day this year. Well, see, and that's what I told him. I said, you have no excuse to stay home sick because you're already home. So, yeah. (laughs) I had that talk with my kids too. I was like, there's, you know, if you, you're not going to have a sick day unless you're, you know, not able to get out of bed. (laughs) My daughter's preschool will, they will kick you out this year if you send your kid um, medicated and to cover up a fever. If you knew they had a fever and medicated, you're getting kicked out. Hmm, That's good. How do they know? Mostly we kids tell you. all wears off yeah. and then they get a fever that comes back the yeah. kids the kids tell on the parents like the all one the little time. girl that came in in the morning i threw up last night i think i'll be okay an hour later she's throwing up all over our room i oh, mean yeah. so they tell you yeah well, they, i don't understand why parents do it because no, a lot no, of yeah. employers i mean like uh, 
I know I've been there. Uh, you get a point. But this or year is not the year to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Back to a little bit more Disney news. Sorry, I got us off topic a little bit. It's all uh, good. We found out that a lot of Disney third party restaurants have, that have been shut down have had to apply for millions of dollars in paycheck protection plan loans. Some of these restaurants that filed were Raglan Road, Restaurant Marrakesh in the Moroccan Pavilion, Erebus Brothers, Frontier Casina, and Sanan Hill Inn in the Mexican Pavilion. Those are just some of the restaurants that have been affected. Um, and the sad thing is the business just isn't there it's it's not their fault they're not it's not like they're bad restaurants they just are operating at such a low capacity that they aren't getting um people in and ordering so they've been struggling without a large amount of guests coming in to eat in their establishments and it's just it's really sad how how much these um businesses are being affected not to mention it's expensive <laughs> for them I think a lot of them are, are are being impacted by the no dining plan, honestly, because since people are having to pay, you know, for their food right then and there, instead of it being prepaid, they're opting for quick service now. Good point. I mean, I know I would be. Well, yeah. and another thing is, I think even though some people are fine going to the parks and riding the rides, it's more social distance in the restaurant. I mean, that's just a given you're in an enclosed space and those restaurants specifically i was trying to look and see i think the marrakesh in moroccan is the only one that i know that has patio like service um if i'm not I mistaken Sanha San i can't even pronounce it today San Angel in? yeah i think they they have some outdoor seating but I not think a, it's a very big area but well another thing is the parks aren't open at their normal hours right. so if you're going to the park you're trying to get as much in as you can because you don't have the extra magic hours. You aren't there until nine o'clock at night. And so you're squeezing in the rides. And one of the things that just takes a hit is you're not gonna go and sit down at all these table restaurants because you need right. to ride your rides. Plus, and they're not filling all the restaurants either because they don't have all these people. I mean, how many times have we all went and you can't get reservations for certain places because they're right. completely Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs, but you've got some good news for us. Yeah, um, Auto at the Japanese Pavilion in Epcot is supposed to be reopening on August 24th. Um, it has not been added to the Disney reservation calendar yet, but we know that there are cast members that are currently training for that reopening. Yay. That's very exciting. I actually really, really love that resort. It's um, where they cook in front of you if you've never been there before. And see, that's an interesting choice to me because normally if you were like a party of four, you would join another party at your table. So I'm guessing that they're just going to seat groups by themselves at the different stations instead of adding families together. And the other um, thing that I noticed in the pictures was, I don't know if all of the cooks are back from Japan because you know of the travel, because the people that they were showing in the videos that were training were American. So, and I mean, I realize that they've worked with them long enough so they probably know how to do it and everything, but um, that'll be interesting to see. But they had video footage of the cast members learning and doing it. So that made me feel really good 
and I was trying to think if I saw in the picture if anybody was eating there and there was only two people at one table I do remember that so maybe you're right or they could put two on one side and two on the other and then nobody in between and since it's at 25% capacity right now they probably could get by with that mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense so we've kind of been talking about this a little bit um but Disney officially announced that they're reducing the hours beginning September 8th, which is, of course, the fall season when everybody wants to go. Um, Magic Kingdom hours will be reduced from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. to now 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is an hour less. Animal Kingdom whose hours are normally 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. are now going to be 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Epcot will be, which is normally 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., will now be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is actually two hours less, unlike the last two. Hollywood Studios, their normal hours are 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. are now going to be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. These hourly changes may affect some dining reservations if you have any um, of these dates scheduled for the fall. So you might want to double check on your times for your dining plans. Um, if you're traveling to Disney World after September 8th, you might want to make, make some changes to your reservations for dining especially at Epcot. I mean, two hours earlier is a big deal, especially for Epcot. Well, I was wondering that because that may be part of the problem of why those restaurants are having to file for those loans. Mm -hmm. Because that's a huge amount of their time. Right. That's going to well, take Animal off. Kingdom, if you're leaving at 5 p.m., you're not going to stay for dinner. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's close. I mean, about the no only thing that you can probably eat is at um, Rainforest Cafe because you can actually enter it without going into the park. True. Um, that would probably be the only thing that you could actually keep your reservation at. Yeah. And would a bus take you there if the park's closed? Right. Or exactly. take you back? Right. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if this is an endeavor on Disney's part to save some money, not having to pay employees to work those hours or cast members um and save a little bit of the money that they've been losing well and yeah margie texted me this week she's like i'm no i'm not on the show but you need to make sure you talk about this and she said my husband says it's all about the money and i said oh yeah i think that he's not wrong because yeah. if you think about it that could be one person's shift um the way they have the hours now they only have to have what you would normally have two people split, you could do one person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, true. I just wish that they would stay open for dinner. I don't see why they're closing for dinner because they could be making money if they're still open for dinner time. Well, Epcot, they're probably down on staff anyway because a lot of those restaurants, like you said, have authentic people that work there and they just cannot come here. I mean, they were all shipped home and it's still, they're still a travel ban. Yeah, it I makes mean. me wonder about other places too. Like I know at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think Sanaa is the only place you can get food right now. Right. You can't go to the Mara. There's no Boma. Um, you know, the, the, your options are very limited. So interesting. Yet there again, we go again, is it worth the price of the ticket? Right. 
blaming the CEO on this one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> we all our, had bad news. Our bad yeah. news drum some more. Um, <laughs> Disney annual pass holders are feeling slighted. Can't say that I blame them. And this is since the beginning of the COVID-19 nightmare. Trying to cancel passes have had pass holders on hold with Disney up to five hours or more. Some pass holders were used to going to Disney five or more times a week, but with park reservations and limitations, that is not a possibility any longer. They, they are having to wait in a long line at guest relations to try and troubleshoot something that isn't their fault. At the beginning of July, many pass holders were charged the full amount of a pass rather than a payment. When they questioned Disney, they said it would be refunded in four to six weeks. Annual pass holders were the loyal guests of Disney, but they don't think Disney sees it that way. There are currently three lawsuits filed against Disney by disgruntled pass holders. When the pass holders contacted Disney, they hear that this is a pandemic and uncharted territory. The guests are aware of that, but they pay a large sum of money for their passes. They want a return on their investment. Disney is a large business, and we understand that they have been hit hard, but they haven't been hit any harder than the rest of the world. That's true. The one lawsuit, I didn't blame the lady. She lives paycheck to paycheck, which there again, that's when you know you're a true Disney lover. If you live paycheck to paycheck and you have a pass... Uh, Disney Pass. But there again, I mean, you do what you do when you're a Disney lover. But because they did that, they bounced her checks. Like, they took that money out and then they told her four to six weeks. Some people don't have four to six weeks of reserve of money to do something like that. So, I'm not sure that I would have sued them. But I mean, if she had no way to pay her bills, then I I get why she did. But that's just one of the one of the lawsuits should have done the right thing and actually when that happened most places if that happens and it's that place's fault they will pay for any of the charges for the overdraft fees correct correct so i feel bad but i don't think this is going to be the last of the lawsuits i do know that nick mentioned to me this week as well that he had tried to cancel his and he kept getting passed from this person to this person trying to get it and he said I think he said he called three times and still his pass has not been canceled he's like I just want to cancel it because I can't get there anyway and even if I could would I be able to get in the parks so I think the media people Kaylee brought this up this week they must have a way to get in like they might they must be able to get in other than the pass holders or the um regular ticket holders because there are some of them that record every single day which is where I'm able to find a lot of really good information actually about what's going on in the park since we're not in Florida and um, that is the only thing that we could figure out is they must have some kind of media pass that just allows them to come in probably a press pass so I mean which is nice I just feel bad because they're in there every day mostly just videoing and then there are people that really just want to come for fun which is what they paid for in their past so um i apologize listeners i hope next week we have more exciting news for you i think the most exciting news that we had was the funny story about the car that went down the stairs and 
Tepanado opening. That's pretty much the fun that we had this week. Everything else was kind of doom and gloom. I can tell you, you should listen to Vicky's episode on Friday, her trip review, because it's not doom and gloom about a, a trip review since the pandemic. So at least there'll be that, right? That's true. That is right. <laughs> or it's not Friday. Is it Friday? Yeah, it's this week. Okay. It was. Just, uh, just, it won't be doom and gloom. People are having a good time at Disney as well, even though we were kind of Debbie Downers on Disney this week. Yeah, it's we didn't mean to. Time. We're just reporting to you what we're hearing from right. From Orlando, anyway. So, Gina and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Gina, we will be praying for you this week when you have your surgery, and hopefully, you'll be up and moving quickly like I was with mine. So, that would be fantastic. So, if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. And as I said, be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and I are chatting with my neighbors about their trip to Disney World, the week of reopening. And as always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between readers, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it is about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends.